Hi there. This uh, episode of the Boom X Show will answer a very important question, a question that you in retirement no doubt ask yourself or at least worry about. I say that because as an asset protection attorney of over 25 years of experience, I eat, sleep, and then swim around this question. And that is how we pay for medical care for our clients, long-term care in particular. We have a great episode because we have a man I greatly respect who I go to for all the answers. He's going to give us solid tips and strategies to help you finance long-term care. Time is limited. Let's get started. Welcome, Boomexers. Let's throw out the old playbook. It's time to tear down the traditional way of looking at your life and money. And leverage the laws of money to our advantage. That's right. There are laws of money. And those who learn and leverage the laws of money win. And sometimes win big. Stay tuned as asset protection attorney Daryl Tuttle, educator and leader of the BoomX Nation, shows us how. Beginners, investors, entrepreneurs, fellow attorneys, are you ready? Are you ready? Let's arm this ball. Now, here's the BoomX Show. The Laws of Money. Welcome back. We have a great uh, episode for you today that's going to answer a lot of questions about financing care and long-term care in particular. Yes, there is a difference between medical care, chronic care, and long-term care as defined by the law. We will talk about what that means, but more importantly, we'll give you an idea of the current landscape of long-term care financing, benefit programs that are available, and in particular, long-term care insurance, and it's not what you think. Before we get started, though, I'd like to make a shout out to our sponsor. If you're like most of my clients, perhaps you've sat back for the last 12 years and watched the biggest bull market in American history and wondered, did I get the total return I could have gotten? Do I, could I benefit from help? If so, you may be suspicious of the financial services industry, completely understandable. That's why you need a solid financial services professional behind you. That's why I have allowed SC Financial Group, LLC, to sponsor the BoomX Show. I stand behind its managing partner, Shane Kloniger, and the work that he does. Shane has over 30 years of experience in financial services. He is co-founder of SC Financial Group, which is a registered principal of Kaderet Grant & Company. He's graduated from Connecticut State University in 1990 with a Bachelor of Science degree in Economics and Finance. Since that time, he has been a solid financial services professional. To be on the show and to sponsor, Shane has graciously given all BoomX listeners a wonderful gift that is completely free. Go to the show notes and you will see a link for, that's right, a full financial plan, the Retirement Roadmap. Simply click that button Submit your request, and within one week, Shane will send to you a roadmap for your retirement absolutely free. To learn more, go to the show notes or go to scfinancialgroup.com. And now, the topic at hand. We are, uh, you know, so I'm an elder law attorney. I've been for a long, long time. I started my career as a state planning attorney 
And uh, back in those days, man, I, I didn't know anything. Um, and the only reason I've told this story before, but it's worth revisiting. <laughs> like, I was a, what we call a general practitioner. And it takes about five years of it in the trenches work before you feel comfortable practicing law. And this financial advisor took a liking to me. I have no idea why, but he, he said, I'm going to start referring you to estate planning cases. And I'm like, man, I know nothing about estate planning. He said, that's okay. I'll teach you. I'm like, oh, you're just a insurance salesman. Well, it turns out he knew a lot about estate planning. He taught me a lot. Some of what he taught me, I still know and still practice and, and still believe in. And um, annuities, for example, is a, a, a um, what financial services calls a product. I hate that term, but it's extremely powerful. It's a extremely effective way to finance retirement, not just because of tax deferral. We'll talk a bit about that. I have um, a surprise for you all. We've got in the studio today, the Boomex studio. Uh, which right now is my office in Fort Myers, Florida, and Brian Ott's office in Bellevue. Is that it? Yeah, Bellevue, Washington. Bellevue, Washington. Um, <laughs> and so, Brian, welcome to the show. Uh, your company is called, uh, is it called at 425 Advisors? 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors. Awesome. And uh, Brian, I have known Brian for what, about a decade now? It's been a long time, yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time. And... Uh, <laughs> So you have a radio show too. And that's, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's radio guys. We kind of stick together, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. So welcome to the show, Brian. And, um, you know, one of the questions I, I have is um, I, I know for a fact that the number one concern of most retirees is long-term care financing. Yeah. And yet it seems like most people do absolutely nothing to plan for it. Do you happen right. to know? I mean, Tim, I get the feeling it's like five or 10% of Americans have long-term care insurance. Well, they, they throw out the stats that about 8%, but if we if we actually take that to the 50 or over, and then the people that qualify, it's probably closer to about 25%, but still it's a, it's a, it's a small percentage considering that 70% are probably going to end up needing some kind of help. So, yeah. What do you, what do you think is the, um, the obstacle? What, what is preventing people? I, I think there's a laundry list. So number one, we just go down the mess. Uh, I'm not going to need it. It's too expensive. It's not going to pay. Medicare is going to pay for it. My family can take care of me. Um, I'm healthy. I'm not going to need it. You know, you just go down the list. I think there's, in the problem I see Daryl doing this all these years is when we're talking about life insurance or long-term care insurance, it's kind of, we're, we're like almost betting against ourselves, right? right. We're, we're looking through our goggles today. Life is good. We're healthy. Why do I need to worry about that? So it's not an easy topic to talk about. And the overwhelming majority of my clients have had some kind of personal experience. They've watched a loved one go through it. So those are the people that are really aware of, of what the consequences are. That first one um, is called optimism bias. And uh, it, it's going on right now in the stock market where my, my view is it's going to crash. I mean, <laughs> it's, we're definitely in a bubble. And what fascinates me about it is like, why are people hanging in there and still putting money in, in what, and are absolutely hostile to the notion that the market is going to crash? By analogy, long-term care, like, you know, you're aging, right? You, you know, two thirds of um, Alzheimer's patients are female, 70% of um, nursing home residents are female. The problem of long-term care is gender biased against women. Um, and how it plays out, at least from my observation, it seems like um, women take care of their men and we're bi biologically inferior. We die young and then there's nobody to take care of them. And 
even though we know that that's going to happen, there's still this belief and this hope that it's not going to happen to me. Right. And I don't know, have you, I mean, professional, professional in in a way that's kind of complaining, have you figured out a way to break through? (laughs) Like, Yeah, you know, our our biggest thing is education. So uh, my father, just, just what you said, my father died in an accident, died with his boots on. So he was 60. My mom, I looked at her and I said, gosh, how am I going to take care of her as she ages? She is going to live. Her mom lived to, to 93. So we decided when I started looking for long-term care insurance, I ran into a lot of salespeople. They didn't even know what long-term care insurance was. They would just spit out quotes. And so when we started 525 Advisors, we started and we started doing the radio program. We started doing webinars and it's really about education. Understand the subject matter. It's, it's um, you know, because it can be, you, you've seen it in your practice, right? You always see the kids coming in crying and it's like, how do we protect the estate? Well, we didn't do any planning. Or gosh, we're spending all this money down, and most people react, and it's too late. And so, what we're trying to do is educate people and saying, you know, look at the statistics, look at the new programs that are out there, look at the options, and then make a decision. But don't make that decision based on what the barber said, like you don't need it, or or the financial advisor that says, oh, you probably have enough money. You know, life isn't probably. Uh, you you get one one shot at retirement. So, we try to educate people and just reimmerse yourself in the topic, what it is, what it pays for, how it works, what are the plans that are available out there, and then make a decision. Is it right for me? And it's not right for everybody. I mean, that's, that's the truth. It's, it's not right for everybody. Let's go over that. Like what, just on the market, mm-hmm. starting from scratch, I think people need to understand the different ways to pay for long-term care. You mentioned Medicare. You and I know that Medicare does not pay for long-term care. But what, what are the different ways of paying for long-term care? So self-insuring, private insurance, or Medicaid is the last resort. But Medicaid, you're already broke by the time you get there. So what, what I think the myth is that it's just a money. It's just a money issue, right? If I have enough money, nobody will tell you what that number is. But if I have enough money, I don't need to worry about long-term care. And the problem that people are running into is... Um, you know, COVID, great example. We had a client of ours that passed away from COVID. His wife was in a long-term care situation. She had kidney cancer. He had been taking care of her. And all of a sudden, what do you do? They had plenty of money, but the daughters didn't know what to do. Nobody could get in to see. And then we called and we turned on that policy form. We got a case manager out there. We, we got the claim specialist in there and helped guide these people through it. And so I think that's that biggest myth is that if you're coming down to paying for care, you may have all the money in the world, but you don't have a plan. You don't have any money at all. Well, you're going to end up on the government system. That's going to be it. Or the family's going to have to take care of you. But there's really it. It's like you either self-fund or you get private insurance. Those are the two options. There's one more program you didn't mention. So there's um, out of your pocket, Mm -hmm. Medicaid, VA benefits. There, there are VA right. benefits. Yeah. Um, however, not there's very few people are um, veterans. Like, and, yeah, and it, it, like if they serve during wartime, like aides and attendants, that's different. Right. As you well know. Um, yeah. But yes, it, it's it's the VA benefits. I tell most people, very few veterans are out there. But if you're just like my father who served, but he didn't serve during wartime. He's in Vietnam, but he wasn't actually in the, in the actual service war. He's not going to get, you know, he's going to get somewhat limited. Um, you know, like the veteran center, there's still going to be some kind of means testing to those, but you're right. The VA, that is, 
a lot of people, I think, believe that the VA is automatically going to take care of them. And that's not always the case there either. And that's problematic. Greetings, I'm Daryl Tuttle. Welcome to the Boom X Show Laws and Money Podcast, where we leverage the laws of business and personal wealth so that we can show members of BoomX Nation how to protect and grow their family's financial visions for three generations or more. That's right, three generations or more. We are in this for the long game. To learn more, go to BoomXShow.com. That's BoomXShow.com, where you can listen to prior episodes, subscribe, and have access to free and additional resources to show you how to protect your family's wealth. You can find The Boom X Show on your smartphone's podcast phone, or you can go to boomxshow.com. That's www.boomxshow.com. We have a lot to do today. Let's get started. I'm back to Boom X Show. I'm kind of giggling because uh, in that commercial, I say www, and that's actually from um, another radio show host in the Seattle market. I don't think she's doing the show anymore, but she would, that's the way she, W-W-W, and she'd always say written, <laughs> in written Washington. <laughs> it's so funny how you have these relationships with these people, and they just go on for decades, you know? Um, yeah. So anyway, we're talking with uh, Brian Ott, and we had just summarized the different methods of paying for long-term care. Out of your pocket, which is the least fun, um, <laughs> Medicaid or VA benefits, and um, then there's these creative solutions that have developed in the marketplace. Um, and it's not just long-term care insurance. Is that, is that correct? Are there um, ways to pay for care that is, I think most people think I make a monthly premium. If I get sick, I get benefits back. But what people don't really like and what I don't like about that is, well, what if I don't get sick? Yeah. <laughs> You're taking a chance, oh. right? Yeah, so let's break it down into really two categories. We have the traditional plans that came out in 1974. They were nursing home insurance, uh, facility only, and then they kind of started to evolve to what we have today. The plans will pay for care in home, adult family homes, assisted living, so on. But that's simply, I'm going to make that check. I'm going to write that monthly premium or that annual premium until I go on claim. I have one of those policies. I took out my 40s. The problem with that is I could pay it until I'm 90 and I die, there's nothing's coming back. It's just the insurance for long-term care. But what has evolved now, and, and, and let me back up here because back if we go to 2000, there were about 123, 125 companies that sold that type of traditional long-term care insurance. Wow. We're down to less than eight today, Daryl. And, and in some states, it's even fewer than that. So those policies have struggled mostly because interest rates have been going down. It's hard for those companies. They're cash reserve companies and people are living longer and using more benefits out of them. So the new wave that really came out, it's, it's not so new in the sense it's been out 30 years, but the Pension Protection Act that went into effect in 2010 really made some changes and made some tax advantages uh, or got rid of some tax disadvantages, I should say. So these asset-based or hybrid-based plans are we're taking long-term care insurance and we're linking it with another benefit. So the IRS calls them linked benefits. And that other benefit is really just some kind of return of premium. It can be the cash value in a, in a deferred annuity, or it can be a tax-free death benefit, which is the most common way. So in theory, you can have some life insurance and some long-term care linked together. 
Now, let me clarify that this is not life insurance with a, with a chronic care rider. Those policies do exist. So if you have a $500,000 death benefit, they'll say you can use 90% of that for long-term care. These plans might have a $200,000 death benefit, a hybrid plan, but they might have unlimited long-term care insurance. That's the way my personal plan is. So the neat thing about them is there's a variety of ways to pay for them, like what you touched on. Uh, I can do a single lump sum. I can do 10 guaranteed level payments. I can do 20 guaranteed level payments. I can do a combination and payments. I can use a chunk out of my IRA account and deposit it in one step and then spread those taxes out over 10 years for the IRA money. So that is really the what we call the new chassis, the new model. They've been around, a couple of the players have been around 30 years, but in the last five, 10 years, we've seen just probably a half dozen more companies come on board with these asset-based plans. Do you remember the uh, accelerated death benefit riders and life insurance? Is that still around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is. And you remember, so that was the AIDS epidemic, you know, back when we were in school and college and that was breaking out. So you'd see these people that had AIDS and then they were saying, okay, they got these life insurance and they were selling them, doing those biotical settlements. Right. So that's when the riders started coming out for these chronic care or terminal illness riders. And you've got to be very careful on long-term care insurance. If you have a 101G rider, that's a chronic care rider. That is not legally long-term care insurance. It does not trigger the same way. Um, the IRS does not view that as long-term care insurance. The benefits can come back to you tax-free, but not always. It depends on how that company pays that money back to you. Mm. If we have a 7702B as in boy, that's a true long-term care rider. That's what our linked benefits have. And you have some annuities that have that. There's some life insurance policies that have that 7702. That's treated as free uh, or tax-free money on long-term care regardless. So they, there's some differences on those. And we see a lot of advisors out there selling the 101G riders, the life insurance, because they don't have to be licensed to sell long-term care. And so oh. they will push those to say, oh, here's a, here's a long-term care plan, but it's illegal to do that. And it says right on the, in, in the big bold letters on the illustrations, if you're looking for long-term care insurance, this isn't your best option. Those are really designed more for someone that needs life insurance and they can put that chronic care rider on there. I got you. Um, I wonder, uh, we got to take a break for another um, uh, commercial here, but when we come back, I want to ask you about partnership plans that are still around. Hey, BoomXers. Have you heard about the new BoomX Academy? This online academy offers courses that are taught by Daryl Tuttle, host of the BoomX Show, and other educators. Many courses include a digital lesson book, video presentations, and illustrations to help you plan and live a successful retirement. Welcome back to the BoomX Show, Laws of Money podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Tuttle. Have you already earned your money? You've already learned how to save and budget and set financial goals. But in the back of your mind, you're wondering, is there something else I should be doing? The answer is yes, there is. But where do you go to get the right answer without paying a lot of money to people who speak money management mumbo jumbo or worst of all, legalese by attorney? I am one, I can say that. But I've got good news. The Boomix Academy is now open for enrollment. We take anyone of any experience level who has a willingness to learn about wealth, about the laws of money, about asset protection and legacy. Legacy to hold and protect money for generations, not just one lifetime. We'll even take lawyers. 
<laughs> Some. You gotta laugh. To learn more, go to boomxacademy.com. I've invited uh, Brian to, to speak at um, the Boomex Academy. And um, if you're listening to this podcast version, uh, we, I will also post this podcast, the video on YouTube. I will post it on Vimeo, and it will be prominently um, part of a long-term care session for the new Boomex Boot Camp. The, the Boomex Boot Camp, it's the first boot camp I've ever done, Brian, but you know I've, I've taught so many classes in my career. Um, I've taught classes in the army. First, it was like being a private. And then when I was an infantry officer, I had to teach the privates. And then I was a JAG Corps officer. And then I had to teach everybody. <laughs> okay, you can't blow that up. <laughs> it's against <laughs> the law. Um, it was great fun. And then, of course, with um, law, it really, you know, like persuasion is education. I mean, like, yeah, that really resonated with me when you said that. It, to persuade somebody to action, you just have to give them the facts that they need to make a well-informed decision. You're doing a lot of education. I'm not done talking about Boomex Academy, but tell me, yeah. tell me about some of the projects you got going. Well, so, you know, as you know, where, where we met and, and we even did some of the radio together. So we still do the uh, weekly radio and, and podcast now, which is really growing. And I try to bring something in live every week for that. And then we teach classes every month as well, too. So we have webinars and those webinars just give everybody kind of that 10,000 foot view. And then we can answer questions. And those used to be live back in the day. You and I did quite a few of them together. And uh, now with COVID, we've had to learn how to, uh, you know, change our outlook and, and do everything over the Internet. But it's working out great uh, for us because we're able to reach more people and remove some of those barriers like the Seattle traffic that you're well aware of. Yeah, so, yeah that's right. Um, but yeah, we, we believe start in education. It's, it's, you know, educate yourself first so you don't get sold something because there are a lot of people out there that are trying to sell you something. And, um, you know, you, you, it, it's, I don't care if it's finances, if it's insurance, if it's legal plans, there's a lot of sharky people out there. So you have to educate yourself and work with somebody that's willing to answer those questions for you. Absolutely. Uh, I'm kind of curious. I like the background. Um, Come yeah. to the, um, you can go to a boomx.biz, by the way. And when you arrive at that uh, webpage, you'll see a link so you can learn more about the boot camp. You'll see the curriculum. It's three hours of pre recorded um, classes and then eight hours of live courses. Mm -hmm. We'll have one on long term care. We're going to have one on taxation. Shane Kloniger, the um, sponsor of the boomx uh, podcast, is teaching that block. Um, he's going to offer that retirement roadmap. If you haven't received it already, everyone should do that. It's, it's, um, really high quality work products, absolutely uh, free. And uh, Shane just has um, a talent and he's like a, a, a moral guy. You don't have to worry about him gouging you on fees and all this, you know, baloney. And then um, I'm doing like six hours of lectures. <laughs> but what's cool about it, Brian, is I got it set up. So um, users log into a membership site and then there's um, weekly office hours. So I'll, I'll be available to answer questions every Thursday at 11, 11 a.m. for any student. There's also a messaging app inside of the platform. So you can just direct message me. And then there's a social media group for the class. So it's Facebook-like environment so people can post questions and I will monitor that. My hope is that students interact with each other and start sharing stories and helping each other out because really what we're talking about is protecting assets, protecting wealth, family wealth against threats. The threats are long-term care is the number one threat by far. Big, big, big 
margin between the first place threat and the second place threat. Second place is taxation. Third is just family mismanagement and stock market loss, paying too much, not knowing what to do. Um, and so we're going to tackle all of those in the boot camp. What's really cool about it is every single attendee that goes to the boot camp is going to walk away with a full set of legal documents. And um, they're going to uh, give them access to my drafting app, which makes it easy for them to produce. And, and it's kind of cool, Brian, because you know, and I know that a last will and testament and a living trust, well, anybody can do that. Go to, go to LegalZoom and have 500 bucks. However, credit shelter trust, Q-tip, Medicaid asset protection trust, all these advanced asset protection trusts will be available and students will walk away with a customized plan for only the price of the tuition, which is only $500. So that, you know, I'm really proud to have removed in, in my um, profession, a barrier is um, attorney's fees, like five to $15,000. It's hard for people to pay that. Well, it's, it's, the same work product for 500. Yeah. And it's like long-term care insurance. Like nobody wants to pay for that. Right. Yeah, right. It, it, it doesn't care what it is. They don't want to pay for it. So that's, that's great that you reduce that barrier. That yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to worry about uh, for, for um, to reach Brian and his courses, all you have to do is go to the show notes. Um, on the podcast. We'll have all the links that you need to get in contact with Brian and to attend some of his uh, educational workshops. So don't worry about that. Now, um, before I let you go, I wanted to ask, um, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that I'm a little bit rusty on some of the changes that occurred in Washington law. And um, I'm getting the feeling just based on your stress level that there's been some, (laughs) some changes. Is that, is that right? Yeah, so Washington State uh, passed the Long-Term Care Services and Support Act, or the Washington State Long-Term Care Trust Act. It's just the same thing. They're basically in, imposing a payroll tax on all employees now, all W-2 employees, all bonuses, all commissions, all restricted stock units. That's going to fund a trust fund, and then that's going to pay for a long-term care benefit down the road of $100 a day for a maximum of $36,500. So that a maximum how much? A hundred dollars a day. So a maximum of thirty-six thousand dollars. So it's it's not even legally a long-term care plan. I can't sell a plan that small. No private insurance company can. So what that's really done is it's brought it to the foresight um, for people sitting there saying, look, the, the government now is forcing us to go out there and get a long-term care plan. And so do you want the government option that you're going to be taxed on, or do you want to own one and, and carry it yourself? And the triggers are different. It's going to be more of a Medicaid equivalent um, replacement type of program is what it really is. So that has really brought a lot of people, you know, there's good and bad to every side of the coin. And and for some people that have no chance of getting long-term care insurance, and you and I talked about this, you you need to know that because if you have assets and you can't get long-term care insurance because your health is already compromised to a point, that's a different conversation with your attorney. That's a different conversation when you're putting that plan together um, because the rules are pretty harsh, as you know, versus someone that can get long-term care insurance. Well, then they can have a different conversation. Say, I have a defined bucket of money to pay for an extended care situation. But the state has really brought that to the surface um, by forcing this on people. And what they're doing is they're giving people until November 1st of this year to put a private plan in place, and then they can opt out of that payroll tax. But that's it. It's one shot. So if someone that moves back to Washington State next year, even if they have long-term care insurance today, will not be able to opt out of that payroll tax. Wow. You know how uh, citizens just love being told that they have to do something by the government when it comes to money. 
two out of three people voted this down in the state on the advisory vote, but they went ahead and put it through anyway. You know, it's like the license plates tabs. We're not smart enough to know what we're voting on. So government's going to just do it for us. Gotcha. And that's what they did on this. Partnership plan still exist? Partnership plan does still exist. And um, it's expanded, actually. So it's in about 46, soon to be 48 states. And um, again, that partnership program says, if I have long-term care insurance, so I just tell people, picture a bucket of money. And let's just say it's $200,000 of insurance and we spin through that and we need help. Now we go apply for Medicaid and Medicaid will not force us to spend those assets down to the $2,000 limit. And it reciprocates in most states, not all states, but most of the states that partnership program will reciprocate, which is nice. And can people purchase that through, I, I believe in uh, partnership plans. So is sure. that something that they can purchase from you? Absolutely. And, and there's only a few uh, providers out there for them, but where they work really well is take somebody that you've got social security, you've got pension, so you've got a good income stream. And maybe you have a smaller nest egg, maybe you have a quarter million dollars in your IRA, and, and that's your liquid assets. We can design a smaller long-term care plan that will protect that IRA um, money, basically, and allow you to still have access to that money if you are on Medicaid. And that's, that's the, the wonderful thing about the, the partnership program. It seems to me, uh, let's just suppose that I was a, um, a, a widower. Is that mm-hmm. my... my... I'm single and I'm 57, which is true. <laughs> I am 57. And candidly, uh, I've been diagnosed with this blood disease. It's genetic. Um, I've had it my entire life. I was diagnosed about um, 10 years ago. It's called hemochromatosis, iron overload disease. If I uh, am treated, I have a normal life expectancy. Mm-hmm. But um, if I'm not treated, I die statistically at age 57 from heart failure. And um, that's kind of bad. And it's like right around the age of 55, where things just start going wrong with your body. And that seems like that's kind of the age where people start asking me about long-term care insurance. Sometimes it's 75. And I always say, you can't buy car insurance at the scene of the accident. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but could you, is there like a, what do you say about age? Like, is there something that's too old? Is getting it insured hard to do? Yeah, to keep in mind, your health is what allows you to buy long-term care insurance. And so we have programs that go up to age 80, but the number of people that are going to qualify at age 78, 79, age 80, are, it's few and far between. So yeah, we've had, we've had 40-year-olds that have been turned down in underwriting, and we've had 80-year-olds that have been approved. The problem we all have is we all think that we're healthy and that health is going to be there and we can figure out when it's going to change. It's always going to be off in the future. And so we get two types of clients. We get the clients that have watched their loved ones go through it and they're planning, they're, they're taking those steps and doing it now. And then we get the other clients that you see all the time that they, you know they've been diagnosed already with something. And then they're like, well, I, I need long-term care insurance now because it's going to get expensive really fast. And unfortunately, you can't. there's nothing you can do at that point. Okay, so I'm 57. I come to your office. I have a $750,000 home that is paid off. I have a $500,000 IRA. I have a $200,000 CD, and I've got 140k in a checking account. Mm-hmm. How would you structure that? And, and what I want is um, the levels of care, just by way of background, home care level mm-hmm. one, assisted living facility level two. I would say memory care is like level three. Um, adult family home is kind of like skilled nursing, right. but 
um, less expensive, and then a nursing home. Now, when I was growing up in the 70s, in my small town, there were only two levels. You either died at home with your family yeah, or you were in the sunny, sunny Vale nursing home. No kidding. That's what it's called. And everybody in town said that's you don't want to end up there. There was no such thing as an assisted living facility back then. Yeah. Now, assisted facility, uh, assisted living facilities are like cruise ships on land. I mean, they can be very, very nice. Yeah. yeah. And um, so if my really what I want as your customer is I want to make sure that I'm taking no risk. Like I, I want something that's going to cover no matter where I land, if I have a massive stroke, I'm going to spend my last days in the nursing home. Mm -hmm. But if I do it right and just age responsibly and don't stay at home until it's too late, maybe it's just a living facility. And, and, right. and that could avoid a nursing home completely because I'm, I'm receiving the care and attention that I need. So how can I get one of those policies? How would you structure my financial profile? 750 home equity, 500K IRA, 200K CD and what I say, 140K in, in the checking account. Sure. So, so that would be a, a great example of an asset-based plan that we would look at. Um, you could set up a traditional plan that you would just pay the premiums in over time. But again, there's no stopgap on that and there's no return of, of, of money to you at all. And an asset-based plan will go in and give you all kinds of different options. You can do that lump sum. You could, you could say, well, I'm just going to put $100,000 in or $150,000 in. And that's going to give me maybe $10,000 a month for the rest of my life for an unlimited long-term care benefit, but I get you know, $200,000 back if I don't use it. 57 with a lump sum, you would actually get more money back when you die. So there's a wide variety of ways we can design those plans. You can fund them over time, you can fund them in a lump sum. But back to your point, insurance, when we were kids, right? My, my great-grandmother went from home until the family couldn't take care of to the nursing home, same thing. Now, there wasn't anything in between, so it was really nursing home insurance. Well, now these plans are called comprehensive, so it doesn't matter if we have a traditional plan or an asset-based plan. It's going to pay for home and care, number one. That's where three out of four people trigger their claim, and then assisted living, adult family homes, adult daycare, continuing care retirement centers where they charge you a premium you know, for the long-term care services. It pays for that, um, all the way up to you know, hospice care and nursing home. But back to your point, it's really nursing home avoidance insurance because most people, like my grandmother, started at home. She had care coming in a couple of days a week. She moved to an assisted living. She lived there for five years. I think she spent the last six weeks in a nursing home, and that was really just with hospice care, basically, for her. It was when her, her health had deteriorated to the point where she wasn't going outside of that hospital bed anymore. So that's the great thing about long-term care insurance today is they're comprehensive. So I get this plan. And if I move in with one of my kids, I can bring those home health care workers into my kid's home. It doesn't matter. They're not going to limit you to where you have to be. How awesome is that, man? That, that, you know, and the thing I try to tell my clients is, you, you know, you got to be financially responsible, but you also have to be responsible to your family. Oh, and, one. I mean, one. really, if you think about it, um, not planning is it, it can lead to just basic victimizing your kids. So sure. I, I haven't that's met one client yet whose long-term care plan was be a burden to my kids, <laughs> but yet that's yeah. what happens. And that's so, you know, that optimism bias just sometimes can be brutal because it, it puts the burden on other people. I, I will say that overall, like if you go to our website and you read our reviews, uh, we use this service. And so these are all verified clients of ours. And the overall, like you get this tone, number one, they're relieved, but number two, why are they relieved? They're relieved because they've taken that burden off of their family. 
Right. I would say that that is, everybody thinks it's a money issue. It's just what you touched on. My clients, their number one motivation is to protect the people they care about and then their assets. And then for the single people, it's the plan that I have personally, myself, my wife and myself is, it's got this concierge level claim service. We call and they assign somebody to you. And that person is your travel guide, so to speak, through your whole journey. And they understand the language. They understand Medicare billing. They understand what the doctor's saying. And it's just wonderful service for these people. And so for single people, that's a level that we try to bring in and say, this is kind of probably the model that you want to look at. It's like car shopping. If you got seven kids and you need to tow a boat, you're not buying a, a Mazda Miata. You know, you're just not going to do that. So um, there's so many benefits to proper planning. But back to your point, it's taking some of that burden and stress off your family. Your family's still going to care about you. They're still going to be involved, but they don't have to manage your care anymore. They don't have to provide that care. They, that's, the, that's a big difference with having a plan. The Boomback Show now is uh, national, <clears throat> Brian. So are you able to help people in all 50 states or just Washington? We are. We actually work with everybody outside of New York um, right now. We do not, we are not licensed in New York, but most of the states are, they have reciprocal licensing. So we're part of the compact state. So it's very easy. So we have clients now in Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, South Carolina, Virginia, Texas, and um, yeah, we're glad to help those people just all over. And we do have uh, colleagues where if someone's in some place like New York, I do have a colleague that we can refer them out to and get them some help there with the, the same plans that we have. So, right. Okay. Awesome. So if you are worried about long-term care, if you're worried about threats to your family wealth and your goal is to preserve wealth three generations or more, I encourage everyone to consider what we are telling you. And that is the biggest threat is long-term care costs. I once had a client pay $30,000 per month for long-term care. I've had a lot of clients pay $18,000 a month, $17,000, and countless people in around the $10,000 a month range. Be responsible. Reach out to uh, an advisor, or if you do not have one, go to the show notes of this podcast episode, click the link, get in touch with Brian, and he will lay it all out for you. There's free educational classes that he um, present, attend one of those, and then set an appointment over the internet. You don't have to drive to Bellevue, Washington. This is the modern age, and he will give you all the options, and you can count on a solid plan. Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Daryl. Great to be here. Awesome, and that's a wrap.